Christmas Stories by Laura Ingalls Wilder Chapter 1 Christmas in the Big Woods Christmas was coming to the big woods of Wisconsin, where Laura lived with her pa and ma, her older sister Mary and her baby sister Carrie. Their little log house was almost buried in snow. In the morning, when pa opened the door, there was a wall of snow as high as Laura's head. The days were clear and bright, but it was too cold to play outside. Laura and Mary stood on chairs and looked out the window. Great big icicles hung from the roof of the little log cabin. The icicles were as fat as the top of Laura's arm. The sunlight made them shine like glass. At the end of every day, Pa came in from the cold with white frost on his mustache and beard. He stamped the snow from his boots and caught Laura up in a bear's hug against his big, cold coat. Every night, Pa was busy. He was making a Christmas present for Ma. Pa took one big piece of wood and two small pieces and whittled them with his knife. He rubbed them with sandpaper and with the palm of his hand. When Laura touched them, they felt soft and smooth as silk. Then Pa took his knife and carved beautiful shapes into the pieces of wood. He cut holes in the shapes of windows, little stars, moons, and circles. All around them he carved tiny leaves and flowers and birds. When he was finished carving, he put all the pieces of wood together. Pa had made a shelf for Ma. He hung it carefully on the log wall between the two windows. Ma placed her china woman on the shelf. The little china woman had a china bonnet on her head. China curls hung against her china neck. She wore a pale pink china apron around her china dress, and she wore little gold china shoes. She looked beautiful standing on the shelf Pa had made. Every day, Ma was busy too. She was making good things to eat for Christmas. She baked bread and Swedish crackers. She cooked a huge pan of baked beans and salt pork and molasses. She made pies, and she filled a big jar with cookies. She let Laura and Mary lick the cake spoon. One morning, Ma boiled molasses and sugar together until they made a thick syrup. Pa brought in two pans of clean white snow from outdoors. Laura and Mary each had a pan. Pa and Ma showed them how to pour the dark syrup in little streams onto the snow. Laura and Mary made circles and curlicues and squigglies things with the dark syrup. The shapes became hard like candy. Ma said that Laura and Mary could eat one piece each. The rest must be saved for Christmas. Ma was doing all this cooking because Aunt Liza and Uncle Peter and the cousins, Peter and Alice and Ella, were coming for Christmas. Laura couldn't wait to see her cousins. She always played with Mary because Mary was her big sister and Carrie was too little to play. And her cousins lived too far away to visit every day. Laura liked playing with Mary most of the time, but Mary liked to play quiet games, and Laura liked to run and jump and shout. Laura's cousins liked to run and jump and shout, too. Chapter 2 The Cousins The day before Christmas, the cousins arrived. Laura and Mary heard sleigh bells ringing outside. The sound grew louder every minute. 
They looked out the window and saw a big bobsled come out of the woods and drive up to the gate. Aunt Liza and Uncle Peter and the cousins were in the bobsled, all covered up under blankets and robes and buffalo skins. They were wrapped in so many coats and shawls that they looked like big, shapeless bundles. When they came inside, the little log house was full. The cat ran out and hid in the barn. Jack the bulldog leapt in circles through the snow. He barked and barked as though he would never stop. Now there were cousins to play with. As soon as Aunt Liza had unwrapped the cousins, Peter and Alice and Ella, and Laura began to run and jump and shout all at once. Even Mary, who was always so good, couldn't help jumping and shouting, too. At last Aunt Liza told them to be quiet. "'I'll tell you what we can do,' Alice said. "'Let's make pictures.' Alice said they must go out in the snow to make pictures. Ma thought it was too cold for Laura to play outside, but when Ma saw how sad Laura was, she said she could go for a little while. Ma put on Laura's coat and mittens and the warm cap with the hood. Then she wrapped a scarf round Laura's neck. When they were outside, Alice showed them what to do. Alice climbed up on a tree stump. Then all at once she held her arms out wide and fell flat on her face into the snow. Deep snow. Slowly and carefully she stood up and pointed to the ground. The shape in the snow looked exactly like a little girl. Laura and Mary clapped their hands in delight. All day they played at making snow pictures. Laura had never had so much fun. They played so hard that when night came they were too excited to sleep. But they had to sleep or Santa Claus would not come. So they hung their stockings by the fireplace and said their prayers and went to bed. Alice and Ella and Mary and Laura all slept in one big bed on the floor. Peter slept on the little trundle bed. Aunt Liza and Uncle Peter were going to sleep in the big bed. Another bed was made on the attic floor for Pa and Ma. The buffalo robes and all the blankets had been brought in from Uncle Peter's sled, so there were enough to cover for everybody. The little log house had never been so full. Laura and the cousins tried to fall asleep, but they could not. They were wide awake listening to the grown-ups tell stories by the fire. Finally, Ma said quietly, Charles, those children never will get to sleep unless you play for them. So Pa got his fiddle. The room was still and warm and full of firelight. Laura could see Ma's shadow and Aunt Liza's and Uncle Peter's against the walls. Pa's fiddle sang merrily to itself. Laura went to sleep, listening to Pa and his fiddle sing softly. Chapter 3 Christmas Morning On Christmas morning, Laura and Mary and all the cousins woke up at the same time. They looked at their stockings. Something was in them. Santa Claus had been there. Alice and Ella and Laura and Peter ran shouting to see what Santa Claus had brought. In each stocking there was a pair of bright red mittens and long stick of red and white striped peppermint candy. They were all so happy they could hardly talk. They just looked with shining eyes at their Christmas presents. But Laura was happiest of all. Santa Claus had brought Laura a rag doll. 
The doll was beautiful. She had a face of white cloth with black buttons for eyes. Her cheeks and mouth were rosy red, and her hair was black and curly. She had little red flannel stockings and little black cloth shoes. Her dress was a pretty pink and blue calico. The doll was so beautiful that Laura could not say a word. She just held her tight and forgot everything else. She did not know that everyone was looking at her. Did you ever see such big eyes? Aunt Liza said. The other girls were not jealous because Laura had mittens and candy and a doll. Laura was the littlest girl, except for baby Carrie and Aunt Liza's baby. Babies were too small for dolls. They were so small, they did not even know about Santa Claus. They just put their fingers in their mouths and wriggled because of all the excitement. Laura sat down on the edge of the bed and held her doll. She loved her red mittens, and she loved the candy, but she loved her doll best of all. She named her Charlotte. Laura, Ma said gently, aren't you going to let the other girls hold your doll? Ma meant that little girls must not be selfish. So Laura let Mary take the beautiful doll, and then Alice held her for a minute, and then Ella. They smoothed the pretty dress. They looked at the red flannel stockings and the cloth shoes and the curly black woolen hair. But Laura was glad when Charlotte was finally safe in her arms again. Then they all looked at each other's mittens and tried on their own. Peter bit a large piece out of his stick of candy. But Alice and Ellen, Mary and Laura licked theirs to make them last longer. Pa and Uncle Peter each had a pair of new warm mittens. They were knit in little squares of red and white. Ma and Aunt Liza had made them. Aunt Liza had brought Ma a large red apple stuck full of clothes. How good it smelled! Ma gave Aunt Liza a little needle book she had made from bits of silk and soft white flannel. The flannel would keep the needles from rusting. They all looked at the beautiful shelf Pa had made Ma, and Aunt Liza said that Uncle Peter had made one for her with different carvings. Santa Claus had not given the grown-ups anything at all. It wasn't because they hadn't been good. Ma and Pa were good. It was because they were grown-up, and grown-ups must give presents to each other. Finally, all the presents were put away for a little while. Peter went out with the men to do the chores, and Alice and Ella helped Aunt Liza make the bed. Laura and Mary set the table, and Ma got breakfast. For breakfast, there were pancakes. Ma made a pancake man for each of the children. One by one, Ma called them to the stove so they could watch her make their pancake man. Laura watched as Ma took a spoonful of batter and put arms, legs, and a head on her pancake man. It was exciting to watch her quickly turn the whole man over on the hot griddle. When the little man was done, Ma put it smoking hot on Laura's plate. Peter ate the head off his man right away, but Alice and Ella and Mary and Laura ate theirs slowly in little bits. First they ate the arms, then the legs, and then the middle. They saved the head for last. It was too cold to play outside, but there were the new mittens to admire and the candy to lick. They all sat on the floor together and looked at the pictures in the Bible. 
Then they looked at the pictures of all kinds of animals and birds in Pa's big green book. Laura kept Charlotte in her arms the whole time. Soon it was time for Christmas dinner. Now they could eat all the good things Ma had been cooking. Laura and Mary and Peter and Alice and Ella had to sit quietly at the table, but they did not need to ask for second helpings. Ma and Aunt Liza kept their plates full and let them eat as much as they could hold. Christmas comes but once a year, said Aunt Liza. As soon as they were all done eating, Uncle Peter and Pa went to get the sled and horses ready. Aunt Liza and Uncle Peter and the cousins couldn't stay any longer. They had a long way to go back home through the snow. Ma and Aunt Liza bundled up the cousins. They pulled on heavy woolen stockings over their stockings and shoes. They put on mittens, a coat, and warm hoods. They wrapped scarves around their necks and put thick woolen shawls over their faces. Ma slipped piping hot baked potatoes into their pockets to keep their fingers warm. Aunt Liza's flat irons were hot on the stove, ready to put on their feet in the sled. The blankets and the quilts and the buffalo robes had been warm, too. When they were all as bundled up as they could be, they all got into the big bobsled. Pa tucked the last blanket around them, and they looked cozy and warm. Goodbye, goodbye, they called, and off they went. The horses trotted through the snow, and the sleigh bells rang out in the frosty air. In just a little while, the merry sound of the bells were gone. Christmas was over, but what a happy Christmas it had been. Chapter 4 Christmas on the Prairie At Christmas time in the big woods, there had been lots of snow. But one Christmas, there was no snow. Ma and Pa had taken Laura and Mary and the baby Carrie and moved a little house far away in the Kansas prairies. Winter days on the prairies were short and cold. The wind whistled and the hard rain fell. Day after day the rain kept falling, but still there was no snow. Laura and Mary stayed inside, close by the fire. They listened to the wind and the wet sound of rain as they sewed on their quilts and cut paper dolls from scraps of wrapping paper. Every night was so cold they thought for sure they would see snow in the morning. But in the morning, they only saw sad, wet grass. Laura was afraid that Santa Claus and his reindeer could not come without snow. Mary was afraid that even if it snowed, Santa Claus would not be able to find them. They were so very far away on the prairie. When they asked Ma, she said that she didn't know. What day is it? Laura and Mary asked over and over. How many more days till Christmas? Laura and Mary counted the days on their fingers until there was only one more day left. Rain was still falling that morning. There was not one crack in the gray sky. They felt almost sure there would be no Christmas. Still, Laura and Mary kept hoping. Just before noon, in the light, the light changed. The rain clouds broke and drifted apart. The sun came out and the birds sang. Drops of water sprinkled on the grass. Ma opened the door to let in the fresh, cold air, and they heard a loud roaring. It was the creek. Laura and Mary had forgotten about the creek outside their house. So much rain had made the creek wider and deeper. 
Now Laura and Mary knew they could have no Christmas. Santa Claus could not cross that roaring creek. Pa came in, bringing a big fat turkey. He said it weighed at least twenty pounds. How's that for a Christmas dinner? he asked Laura. Think you can manage one of those drumsticks? Laura said yes, but she didn't feel very happy. Ma asked Pa about the creek. He said it was still rising. Ma said it was too bad. She hated to think of Mr. Edwards eating his Christmas dinner all alone. Mr. Edwards was their neighbor. He didn't have a wife or a family of his own, so Ma and Pa had asked him to Christmas dinner. That current's too strong, Pa said. We'll just have to make up our minds that Edwards won't be here tomorrow. Of course, that meant that Santa Claus could not come either. Laura and Mary tried not to mind too much. They watched Ma get the wild turkey ready for Christmas dinner. It was a very fat turkey. Ma told them they were lucky little girls. They had a good house to live in, a warm fire to sit by, and a big turkey for their Christmas dinner. Ma said it was too bad that Santa Claus couldn't come this year, but they were such good girls, and he hadn't forgotten them. He would surely come next year. Laura and Mary knew Ma was right. Still, they were not happy. After supper, they washed their hands and faces. They buttoned their red flannel nightgowns and tied their nightcap strings. They said their prayers quietly and went to bed. Pa and Ma sat by the fire. After a while, Ma asked Pa to play the fiddle. I don't seem to have the heart to, Carolyn, he answered. After a long while, Ma suddenly stood up. I'm going to hang up your stockings, girls, she said. Maybe something will happen. Laura's heart jumped, but then she thought about the roaring creek, and she knew nothing could happen. Ma took one of Mary's clean stockings and one of Laura's. She hung them on the fireplace. Laura and Mary watched her over the edge of their bed covers. Now go to sleep, Ma said, kissing them both good night. Morning will come quicker if you're asleep. Laura closed her eyes. Even with the stockings hung at the fireplace, it did not seem like Christmas at all. Chapter 5 Mr. Edwards Meets Santa Claus On Christmas morning, Laura opened her eyes. She heard Jack growl, and then the door rattled. Ingles! Ingles! someone said. Pa opened the door. Great fish hooks, Edwards! he cried. Come in! Laura looked toward the fireplace and saw the stockings hanging limply. She shut her eyes again. She heard Pa piling wood on the fire. Then she heard Mr. Edwards say he had carried his clothes on his head when he swam the creek. It was too big a risk, Edwards, Pa said. We're glad you're here, but that was too big a risk for a Christmas dinner. "'Your little ones have to have a Christmas,' Mr. Edwards replied. "'No creek could stop me after I met up with Santa Claus.' Laura sat straight up in bed. "'You saw Santa Claus?' she shouted. "'I sure did,' Mr. Edwards said. "'Where? When? What did he look like? What did he say? Did he really give you something for us?' Mary and Laura cried at the same time. "'Wait a minute, wait a minute,' Mr. Edwards laughed. Ma said she could put the presents in the stockings.' as Santa Claus had intended. She said the girls mustn't look. Mr. Edwards came and sat on the floor by their bed. He answered every question they asked him. Laura and Mary tried not to look at what Ma was doing. 
Mr. Edwards told them how he was walking through town, when all of a sudden he saw Santa Claus coming down the street. "'In the daytime?' Laura asked. She didn't think anything could anybody could see Santa Claus in the daytime. "'No,' Mr. Edwards said. "'It was night.' The first thing Santa Claus said was, "'Hello, Edwards.' "'Did he know you?' Mary asked. "'How did you know he was really Santa Claus?' Laura asked. Mr. Edwards said that Santa Claus knew everybody, and he knew Santa at once by his whiskers. Santa Claus had the longest, thickest, widest set of whiskers west of the Mississippi. "'Edwards,' Santa Claus said, "'I understand you're living down by the Roaring Creek.' Do you happen to know two little girls named Mary, Laura, down there? I surely do know them, Mr. Edwards replied. It rests heavy on my mind, said Santa Claus. They are both of them such sweet, pretty, good little girls, and I know they aren't expecting much this year. I surely do hate to disappoint good little girls like them, but with the water up the way it is, I can't make it cross that creek. Santa Claus tugged on his whiskers and looked at Mr. Edwards with a twinkle in his eye. Edwards, he said, you look like you could make it across that creek. Would you do me a favor and take Laura and Mary those gifts this one time? I'll do that with my pleasure, Mr. Edwards told him. Then Santa Claus and Mr. Edwards stepped across the street to the hitching post where Santa pack mule was tied. Didn't he have reindeer? Laura asked. You know he couldn't, Maris, Mary said. There isn't any snow. Exactly, said Mr. Edwards. Santa Claus travels with a pack of mules in the southwest. Santa Claus opened the pack and took out the presents for Mary and Laura. Oh, what are they? Laura cried. But Mary asked, Then what did he do? Santa Claus shook hands with Mr. Edwards and swung up on his fine bay horse. He tucked his long white whiskers under his bandana and said, So long, Edwards. Then Santa Claus rode away on the Fort Dodge Trail, whistling and leading his pack mule behind him. Laura and Mary were silent thinking of that. Then Ma said, You may look now, girls. Laura saw that something was shining bright in the top of her stocking. She squealed and jumped out of bed. So did Mary, but Laura beat her to the fireplace. The shiny thing was a glistening new tin cup. Mary had one exactly like it. Now they had tin cups of their very own. Laura jumped up and down and shouted and laughed. Mary stood still and looked with shining eyes on her own tin cup. They plunged their hands into the stockings again. Out came two long pink candy sticks. It was peppermint candy striped red and white. They looked and looked at the beautiful candy. Laura licked her stick just one lick, but Mary was not so greedy. She didn't take even one lick. The stockings weren't empty yet. Mary and Laura reached in and pulled out two small packages. Inside each package was a little heart-shaped cake. The top of the little cakes were sprinkled with white sugar. The sparkling grains looked like tiny drifts of snow. The cakes were too pretty to eat. Mary and Laura just looked at them. But at last Laura turned hers over. She nibbled a tiny nibble from underneath, where it wouldn't show. 
The inside of the little cake was white, too. Laura and Mary didn't think to look in their stockings again. The cups and the candy and the cakes were almost too much. They were so happy. But then Ma asked if there weren't something else in their stockings. Laura and Mary reached inside one at a time. In the very toe of each stocking was a shiny, bright, new penny. Now they each had a penny of their very own, a cup, a cake, and a stick of candy, and a penny. There never had been such a Christmas. Laura and Mary were so happy they forgot about Mr. Edwards. They even forgot about Santa Claus. In a minute, they would have to remember. But before they did, Ma said gently, Aren't you going to thank Mr. Edwards? Oh, thank you, Mr. Edwards, thank you, Laura and Mary said, and they meant it with all their hearts. Then Mr. Edwards stuck his hand into his pockets, took out nine sweet potatoes. He had brought them all the way from town. He thought Ma and Pa might like sweet potatoes with a Christmas turkey. Now for Christmas dinner, there was a big juicy roasted turkey. There were the soft buttery sweet potatoes, and there was a fresh loaf of warm bread. After all that, there were dried blackberries and more little cakes. But these little cakes were made with brown sugar. They did not have white sugar sprinkled over the tops. After dinner, Ma and Pa and Mr. Edwards sat by the fire and talked. Mary and Laura looked at their beautiful cakes and played with their pennies and drank water out of their new tin cups. Little by little, they licked their sticks of candy. That was a happy Christmas.